Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Long Road Podcast. The journey goes ever on with the Long Road. This episode, Adventures in Gold and Dust. We hear from Steve Bonham on his latest travels in America, this time having hiked and road tripped through New Mexico. So this podcast from the Long Road is about our music as a band, writing, stories, anecdotes, interesting people we meet along the way, and who knows what else. Uh, my name is Chris Lydon, and I am your host. Obviously the, the power is going to my head. I'm taking the first steps towards, I don't know, radio wave domination as I've upgraded from probably hosting to seem to be hosting to now I am your host. Who knows what I'll be next time you listen. So, somehow, miraculously, we're on to episode five, um, and so far we've managed to keep to the release a new podcast fortnightly on a Friday thing we decided on all those weeks, weeks, weeks ago, um, although last week we were cutting it fine, and we are this week as well, but nevertheless, um, uh, and actually the eagle-eyed amongst you will have spotted that the early episodes went up a little ahead of schedule on Um, not on the Friday, on the Wednesday or Thursday, just as we're working out how the technology works. But it seems to be you you upload on a Friday, it goes goes live on a Friday. Good stuff. Thanks, as always, to everyone from around the globe who's listened to the previous episodes. Um, Just today we heard from some fans who listened in from Australia, Um, probably just about as far away geographically as you can get, but they they still managed to get a slice of, of the long road action through their podcast app of choice. Um, feel free to drop us a line on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know where in the world you listen from. Um, just search for Steve Bonham on Facebook or at Steve Bonham zero one on Twitter, uh, or you can find me directly on Twitter uh, on Das Chris Lydon L Y D O N. Um, hopefully, you might have spotted an upgrade in the sound quality this week too for some part of this podcast. We we took the plunge today and actually set up some real microphones to record the, the intro and the, the chat. Uh, so you should find it's a bit clearer. Um, so on to today's episode, Adventures in Gold and Dust. This is going to feature uh, a chat that I had with Steve Bonham this morning. Um, Steve is the chief songwriter and instigator of the the long road uh he writes and sings most of our songs um uh, with input from the rest of us at various points uh plays guitar and has recently he's managed to get his his gnashes around a gob iron as well a harmonica for those not in the know um steve has just returned from a trip to new mexico um uh which is another part of our Gone to Look for America project. Um, so we're going to hear about uh, his and his travelling companions' trips in the in the RV down Route 66, hikes through the wilderness, avoiding the flash floods and the hurricanes, um, tales of meeting Billy the Kid's third cousin or something like that, um, and how Steve ended up at the uh, wrong Las Vegas. Um, and it sounds like some chicken wings that definitely had something to, to say on the matter. So we start off with uh, a chat when, between me and Steve when he was back in the UK. Uh, then in the middle we hear some various bits of live sort of travelogue thing that Steve was recording when he was out on the trail. Uh, and that's where you'll see the audio quality drops back to the um, the phone microphone standard. Um, and then a little bit of what's next with me and Steve again at the end. So I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. Made it back from New Mexico. Why the hell to go to New Mexico? What's the what's the bigger picture here? I didn't. Well, I went to New Mexico because I was 
meaning to go to uh, Virginia, actually, <laughs> or Vermont, was it Vermont? I don't know. And but this this um, friend of mine is an academic. He he's a, he's a he, he lives in New Mexico. And he bombarded me with uh, with details of of New Mexico until I eventually sort of started to read them and thought, <laughs> yeah, that's, that okay. looks a cool a cool place. And you know, I just I I just you know how I write songs. To me, you've got to kind of go and get some, some raw materials, get mm. some clay, get yeah. some, you know, get some dirt under your fingernails about stuff, and then and, and trust trust the process, trust that stuff's going to come out, and you think, hell, that's going to be a great song, or that could be as interesting, you know. And uh, you know, having finished those two albums, I just I wanted, you know, with the winter coming and the snows and uh, uh, and uh, you know the, the hibernation of the of the of the artistic world for a few months, I thought I'd lock myself in his house and burn some logs and write some songs. So I need some stuff. And uh, and it was also in the past I tended to do a lot of it hiking. This is going to be a mixture of hiking and driving. So I got one of one of those big vans that the Americans like and potted around. Um, and, um, yeah, it worked. I mean, New Mexico is a extraordinary place. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's, you know, we, we, we're very snobby about America here, uh, particularly at the moment, I think. And uh, we think, you know, place doesn't have any history. Look at ours, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. You know, they've actually got much more history than, than, than you can ever believe, you know. It's just you've got to be open to it. And it and it was just great to be out there on the non-tourist trail, you know. Mm. When you, we went to places and did things that and met people that you'd, you'd you'd never meet if you went on a a tourist trail. It, it's the vagabond approach, yeah. fish. Yeah. 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 So we're gonna. So I started getting messages from you, <laughs> you know, mid-trip voice voice messages, yeah. recordings, little bits. So you you sort of every so often you'd. Come up for air and, and record me a record me a message for for this very podcast. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm trying to think in the Bandelier Wilderness um, and Panning for Gold yeah. by Route 66, and then there were some bits about the two Las Vegases. Yeah, the two Las Vegases. I went to the wrong one. You know, <laughs> I, I wondered why there seemed to be you know, British Airways flights to a very small town, but then that's that's how learning goes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then and the, from what we. Checked this morning for our fact checking fact checking purposes the the lady who was the 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 only person to be executed in New Mexico since its incorporation into the United States. Oh, that's technically it's, probably very true. That's, yeah, that's, well, that's, what, that's, what, that's <laughs> yeah. what Wikipedia says. Poor old thing. It's poor old poor, poor young thing. As you're now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was you kind of enter the stream of chance, the ricochets of chance that you just find stuff. When you're on the road, you know, you spend a lot of time uh, just sitting with your back against a rock thinking about life. So I thought I'd send you some some bits to keep you amused. Mm. The first one in particular, you sound <laughs> not, not spaced out, but just at, at, at peace with the world. At peace know, with the world. Experiencing, experiencing life. Yeah, no, that was the first one was, uh, I think we just landed, so... I think the enormity of what we're doing was hitting me, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, you drive out of Las Vegas one, and uh, you you you're, you're soon in the middle of nowhere, and uh, just just standing outside listening to the stars. Can you listen to the stars, Bishop? <laughs> Is that actually possible? That's very worrying. 
Well, let's get on and let's. Uh, so I'm going to piece these voice messages together, and we'll um, and you'll get a sense of the of the 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 journey that Steve's been on in the last you know two two three weeks, um, and then maybe we'll get to the side of it and we'll we'll see what see what is going on in Steve's brain now about what's what's next. Golden Dust Tour. This is coming to you, Bishop, from the middle of the uh, Arizona desert. I'm standing under the Milky Way outside this RV. RV apparently is not uh, an old Latin term, but a recreation vehicle. Um, it's basically a large tin shed on wheels. It's absolutely beautiful out here, actually. It's absolutely stunning. Anyway, we flew into Las Vegas last night. Las Vegas is a lot less trashy than I imagined. Uh, and we picked up this vehicle and drove past the Hoover Dam and through the desert. Very beautiful evening, very beautiful evening. Uh, my, my dear companion, Fee, who is a gold-prospecting girl, saying so we're passing another significant claim um, anyway we've just stopped now it's about half eight at night and feeling pretty jet-lagged uh, getting up early in the morning and heading on to New Mexico over and out Well, Bishop, this is uh, message number two. Um, took a week to get to you. We just, well, it's just be one of them things. So where am I? Where am I now? I'm in the Bandelier Wilderness. Um, I'm sitting, you can probably hear the, the river stream in the background. Um, upstream, my friend is panning for gold. Um, it's been quite a week. Yeah, we, we, we rode from Las Vegas up the Route 66, the Mother Road, uh, to uh, eventually the Zuni Pueblo. This uh, unbelievable place, an unbelievable place. Uh, this is where the Native Americans, before the Native Americans, uh, have lived for thousands of years. Uh, the scholars and academics say 12,000, they say at least 50, and I'm not going to argue with them. Uh, they were primarily a um, farming folk uh, and uh, are desperately trying to maintain their culture and their um, traditions uh, and it, it's fantastic to see you, you can't just wander around there taking photographs it's, it's controlled and uh, you, you ask permissions for things uh, we were lucky when we were there we, it was the weekend of a sort of arts festival um, most of them now make a living not by farming of course big, big agriculture is done, done in for any small holding uh, what they make their living from 70% of them make their living from uh, native arts particularly pottery and silver uh, uh, worked into turquoise it's uh, brilliant stuff brilliant stuff 
and they're just really friendly and we hung out there for two or three days um, had a good time good time lots of thoughts I need to get down and together when I when I get home um, the big thought I had was how really we've got to let go of this idea that we are more sophisticated I don't think there's anything more sophisticated from us to Zuni people we just interpret our world in different ways perhaps our technology is more sophisticated but that's about it certainly morally and emotionally I wouldn't like to uh, call it uh, I found them wonderful and generous people um, anyway uh, whilst I was there we hung out on a, a kind of hippie uh, RV camp um, called the Ancient Ways a mixture of Navajo um, Indian and as I say hippie uh, Indian in this case, meaning uh, Hindu and Buddhist, I think. Um, it, was fun. it was fun. I ended up playing uh, an impromptu session at the end of Saturday evening there, which was great fun. Um, we then drove across to uh, the Picos Mountains. Uh, they've beaten us a little bit, I think. Maybe there's early snow and very cold. Uh, and variable weather so we, we've had some hikes and uh, then today or yesterday rather we set off into the uh, bandolier wilderness um, we we walked up a gorge actually we walked up a gorge too far we walked up a gorge last hour by head torch which was <laughs> quite intimidating in the dark um, with warnings about flash floods rigging in your ears um, eventually we found our way out up onto a uh, a bit of a plain between more of these extraordinary rocks around us uh, it's been a very cold night out here um, and so here we are we're going to head on for another couple of days and then get back to the RV sometime Mexico. Every square inch of this place seems to have a story. Uh, there's a story of this in, around the Zunis, the, the, their creation story. You could write a bloody opera around it. Uh, uh, the way they came out of the Grand Canyon were told by the old father to find a middle place uh, and given the heart of Mother Earth to look after. And then one, one part of the tribe kept walking around to find a middle place on the other half stayed looking after the heart of Mother Earth and on the way each, the wandering tribe some people would stop give up and they created one of these pueblos until after a while the wanderers re-met the uh, heart the, uh, the guardians of the heart of Mother Earth and, and realised this was the middle place and you can go to it uh, it's nothing special to look at, but deeply, deeply significant for an interesting and lovely group of people. And more songs, Las Vegas. Las Vegas, as I now know, there are two. The one you're thinking of, uh, full of gamblers and slots machines and uh, Tom Jones stripped to the waist. Uh, that's one Las Vegas. The Las Vegas in New Mexico is... Uh, or was the most lawless place on the planet. Just about every 
cowboy film must have had Las Vegas in it. You, you've got Billy the Kid. You've got um, Wyatt Earp. Kit Carson. I think here Jesse James tried to enlist the kid into his gang. It's one of those towns where the lawless were the law. <laughs> I've got a, I bought a book here on this dime novels. It's got twenty different, twenty different outlaws and rustlers and gunslingers in it. Great stories, but they all turn out to be in Las Vegas. Anyway, uh, other songs going to be just this wonderful wilderness. Uh, the wildness of it, you know, just getting back out into the, taking care of yourself, and making sure you're okay. Blooming it, Bishop. You just never can tell what's going to happen next, can you? Um, so after leaving the uh, Bandelier Wilderness, we headed to to, as I mentioned, to Las Vegas, uh, not the gambling capital of Nevada, but uh, but Las Vegas, uh, a two-horse town in New Mexico one day, and now a, a really nice little place. Um, but it was once one of the most lawless places, as I said, in the West. The fort town of kind of recently, I guess, has fallen on hard times since those reckless days, and therefore... Not much happened for a hundred years. Many of the original buildings remain and are now being renovated. It, it, it looks good, it looks cool. We had lunch at a place called the Plaza Hotel. A reminder of the old days, now very genteel and well-maintained, hiding behind a past in which Doc Holliday had a dental practice of all things out the back and uh, more than one man met his fate in the saloon bar. I wanted to follow a story I'd seen on the internet uh, about a woman called Paula Angelo, a hauntingly beautiful face, and she um, she was the first woman or last woman to be hung in New Mexico, and actually ended up hanging her twice because they botched it. Apparently, she murdered her lover, um, who uh, turned out to be a typical man, four children, and uh, you know in a mortgage and a, a, a military commission to maintain. I wandered around the town looking for evidence or, or, or memories of, of this instance. Went to the museum and found it locked. Uh, had my hair cut by an Italian war veteran in a creaky old chair in a back street. And then came across a little sign that said the Santa Fe Trail Association. It was a kind of converted shop. And in there were these two old timers talking at a table. Um, and I went in and asked them if they knew anything about Paula Angelo. Sure, says one of them, and got up, sit down, and I'll tell you all about her. So he went and locked the door and uh, we sat down and these guys were so old, it was it was fantastic. He told us about what uh, what he knew about her and how she lived outside the town um, and uh, was hung from a cottonwood tree inside the town, which had been cut down. 
and then he talked a lot about the old days. And then, as often happens in the States, the conversation wandered on to the topic of what's the difference between England, UK, Great Britain, and is Scotland a small city in the southwest of, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then that conversation drifted on to trying to help them di- discover where names of local people came from. So, they, you know, they talked about Higgins, and I said, probably Ireland, and uh, McLeish, and I said, yeah, Scotland, and... Uh, and then one, one a really old guy, Joe Lopez, he was, must have been in his 90s, he'd been in the US Marines in 1949 or something, and he said, uh, do you know anything about the Bonnies? And I said, I'm not sure where they'd come from. It could be Scotland, it, it could be England. Uh, and then I looked at him and said, but you do know that uh, Billy the Kid, you know, uh, was William Bonnie. And he said, sure. And he didn't say anything else, but then his friend turned around and said, yeah, you know, Joe is really the kid's third, third cousin. And so I found myself sitting uh, in, in a bar with Billy the kid's third cousin. And I have every reason to believe that's true. Uh, he showed me his family tree and his mother was a bonnie. And, uh, and then he looked at me and uh, spoke for the first time in a little while and said, he, he, he was a charming man. The ladies, particularly the Spanish ladies, loved him. So that was the day I ended up talking to Billy the Kid's relative. And after that, they sent me out to um, a little ghost town on the outside of Las Vegas, where where Paula Angelo had come from. And we, we got out there about dusk, and there was actually a, f- a few tumble-down houses. This has once been the kind of R&R place for the local um, the local fort, Fort Union and the soldiers used to come in, had 24 hour a day gambling the place was called Lomas Pada uh, Loma Pada and uh, yeah, 24 and, and women of uh, the night and the day presumably if it was 24 hours a day um, available and gambling and uh, drinking and stuff Lot of stuff, I assume. Anyway, uh, what was interesting was there was a uh, corner of town, there was a, a couple of ramshackle old houses where people were still living, and uh, that's how I met. That's how I met um, Ben C. De Barker, the last man in Loma Parda. He, he'd worked away. I mean, the government had decided the place was going to be a ghost, ghost town and they knocked it down. There's a whole set of stories about what happened there. But he came back and he said, well, I'm not a ghost. And he and his grandson has rebuilt his house. And so he lives on the edge of town, refusing to give in. And his family visit him three or four times a month and make sure he's got food because it must be at least an hour to the nearest supplies. And uh, what a man. What a man, and he, his grandfather owned a saloon. What days. Well, Bishop, here we are. Last night of uh, the, uh, the trip, and uh, the noise you can hear in the background tonight is Las Vegas. Um, about two hours ago we 
crested the hill, the ridge coming out of the desert. And there it was, Las Vegas glittering in a sea of fool's gold and starlight. So we're on a, what's called an RV camp in the middle of town. Across the road is the Longhorn Casino, uh, which um, sells... Well, I actually had to ask the waitress whether I was drinking alcoholic or non-alcoholic beer, which has brought me back down to earth with a bump. I mean, most of the beer on this tour has been pretty good. Um, uh, and also some chicken wings, which... which uh, May may test the dodgy plumbing of this vehicle one more time tonight. Anyway, it's been an incredible trip. Uh, we've done two and a half thousand miles. Uh, we've spent six days, maybe seven, uh, out in the wilderness on foot, uh, forded rivers and climbed hills and got down into valleys and uh, canyons. I met, of course, uh, Billy the Kid's third cousin, and I have to every reason to believe that's true. Uh, I've spent time with the Zuni people, which, was, as I said before, was incredibly moving. And and so here I am back in Las Vegas. A, a significant part of the vehicle is still in the Grand Canyon, uh, which is going to take some explaining in the morning. But um, yeah, it's been a good trip and. Uh, Certainly some songs. I wrote down a list of uh, of songs I'm working on at the moment. Most of them won't make the album, most, much to your probable relief, but th- there's a good bunch of them um, to be gone at. Um, see if I can find them in my my little notebook later tonight. Here we go. So these are the ones I am working on now. Uh, one called Star Sailing. One I work, was working on with Kev before I came away called Waiting on a Storm. Another one I was working on with Kev called Ghost Dancing. There's one called If There's a God Out There, which is just about how tough it was in Tennessee. Silver Girl, Silver Moon's finished, and we got a live version of that in the studio. I'm kind of working on some good old country songs, and I've got one coming along called The Hurting Kind. Uh, there's Catch Me When I Fall, which uh, we tried out uh, a couple of years ago, I think. Um, and we had uh, Catherine Tickell playing fiddle on it on, on stage. But I think we should go back to that. And then there's the Ballad of the Angel of the Grey Hill, which is about uh, Paula Angela. And then there's one about called, tentative title, Last Man in the Ghost Town of My Days, which is just dedicated to the magnificent... Ben C. DeBarker, whose grandfather owned a saloon and he refuses to leave the town he's in. And then one which came to me today as I was sitting on the Route 66 coming back here, uh, fretting a bit about the missing pieces to the RV, which was, um, you make the world go round in its own particular way. So, anyway, back to England tomorrow. Um, Looking forward to it and getting down to do some work and some gigs. And, of course, the great news, whilst I was away, uh, I had the American tour confirmed and an inquiry today from a German uh, promoter. So it's all go. It's all go. Tally-ho.
So did the RV survive the chicken wings? That's the question that's on everybody's mind now. No, it didn't. (laughs) And you mysteriously talk about a bit of missing RV. Yes, very expensive piece of the RV is in the Grand Canyon now. (laughs) And I I wish to draw a veil over that whole episode of... (laughs) RV damage and oh, American fine. litigation. Oh, fine. <laughs> Was this your final trip to America? I'll never let you um, back in there. Well, I, <laughs> in an RV, perhaps. Yeah, I think it would be Harley Davidson next. Fine. So there are no toilets in the Harley Davidson. <laughs> so what's next? What's what's going to be the outcome from this? Um, this trip, well, do you think? I think there is. I mean, just the, the, there's so much there. It's, it's just. Uh, how can you even start with a place like that? Um, there's certainly a whole bunch of new songs. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, kind of, it was nice to do that after we'd done uh, the, particularly the Rattlesnake album, because mm. it it kind of takes us to the next step of that uh, that stage. You know, it, it kind of felt going into New, new Mexico, having re- done the album, kind of, you were looking at it through. I look at the world through different eyes to when I went into Tennessee, um, and it's just very clear now that the or the way America works um, is is just so very different, you know, to the mm-hmm. way we think about things. And you know, it's interesting that we've just had the midterm elections, you know, uh, the last two days and. You know, when I went to New Mexico, I got none of that. Uh, I just got a lot of kindness, and mm. uh, and um, a lot of people just wanted to spend the time of day. You know, um, um, lots of memories, lots of things. I think there's there's some big stuff to be. You know, there's some big stuff to be done around the idea of the Zuni people and and the kind of the way we travel through time. And there's mm. very specific stories. About Ben C. DeBacca, you know, working on The Last Man Standing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the winter's coming now, Bishop. We shall put on our woolly boots and we should get on. We've got an album to write for next year. We've got tours to fix. Um, oh, yeah, so, what's, so t- say some more about the American tour. Hey, that, that happened also as a way. Um, it's in March. It's, it's a solo thing, but I think that's part of our plan is for me to some solo stuff and then build build some traction in America and then take the band over probably hopefully later in the 2019 um, and it's uh, with our old chum Rob McHale and it's a series of gigs in California not California Carolina in March so North Carolina North Carolina yes, yeah. I remember when we met up with Rob early this year yeah. it was very, very clear that he's from North Carolina not South Carolina yeah, they're quite different yeah. quite different places yeah um, so that's going to be fun that's going to be really interesting, yeah, um, and then uh, yeah, then the other things I've got. Well, we've got a huge agenda, haven't we? So yeah. uh, we're going to crack on with all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, memorable. It'll, it'll take me a few weeks actually to distill out everything, you know. Yeah. But I have a bag of clay. <laughs> And no doubt in the coming weeks and months we'll hear more about what gets made out of that bag of clay that Steve's collected from his travels. 
So here we are at the end of this week's The Long Road podcast. Um, Episode 6, the next episode, will be released in two weeks' time on Friday, the 23rd of November, 2018. So do check back then. Uh, We've got plans afoot for what the the final three episodes of the year will entail. Um, The mysterious, as you might have worked out, the final episode date would be, I think, Friday the 21st of December. So terrifyingly close, close to Christmas so we're trying to work out what what a Christmas episode might look like but you'll you'll, you'll hear eventually we've got to do it so you'll hear, you'll find out um, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast from you should find us there listen to the previous episodes from the long road on vagabondphilosopher.com that's our website um, follow us on Twitter at Steve Bonham 01 for Steve I am on Das Chris Lydon L-Y-D-O-N um, Kev is on more music, M-O-O-R-E, music, um, and John's not on Twitter yet. Uh, search for us on Facebook, look for Steve Bonham, and you can connect with us on there, and you can see some of our videos, um, other bits and bobs. Uh, you can have a listen to full tracks from our albums on Spotify. We put some samples up on there. Uh, you can buy the complete albums. They're called The Girl with the Rattlesnake Heart and Reliance, and Steve's new book, a Beautiful Broken Dream at VagabondPhilosopher.com Now remember, if you buy the book, you get a code that gets you 10 free track downloads as well. So you can kind of build your own album. And you get to give a a friend a code that gives them 10 free track downloads as well. So the, the joy can be spread around. So, thanks once again for listening. And the journey with the long road continues in a couple of weeks. Bye for now. Bye for now.